Good morning and welcome to the Eplorbus cast. Today is April, Monday the 6th of 2020. We are into a new month. This week is Holy Week. We just celebrated Palm Sunday on yesterday. And I'm going to dedicate this week of the Eplorbus cast, which is, as you know, everything dedicated to America, Americans, American exceptionalism, culture, greatness, music, sports, politics. And this week we're going to call Politics and Pastors Week. And that's because we're going to be talking to at least three pastors this week who are going to give us some encouragement in this Holy Week as, of course, we will be unable to attend church services at least A majority of the country is on lockdown now. I believe it's over 90%. I think there are only eight states now that do not have shelter-in-place orders. And, of course, those states are mostly in the far west, places like the Dakotas and Idaho and Montana and places like that, which is understandable uh, because they're so rural and so spread out. They haven't really been affected and impacted by this virus, thank God. But uh, as we all know, the virus will make its way there. So they're in our thoughts and prayers, as well as uh, some really hard hit places. New York continues to be the epicenter of the outbreak, but it looks like maybe, just maybe, they're beginning to see a little tiny bit of a drop off in the uh, infections. Over 70% of the people who are being admitted to hospitals in New York are getting out of the hospital alive. Uh, the respirator situation is still not good. The ventilators, let's pray about that, that there will be enough uh, supply to meet the demand. Continue to cover Governor Cuomo and uh, the governors in New Jersey and in Louisiana and in Virginia and the D.C. Metro, Maryland, in Michigan, in Illinois, and in the South now, uh, Florida and other places where this virus has become virulent. Uh, So let us pray for them and remember them and think about them. I mentioned on last week that if you can, if you are still blessed and you still have a job and you still have income, please consider making a donation to your local food bank uh, or donate to them. But you can go and when you go on your weekly grocery run, remember to stay in. Don't go out unless you absolutely have to. You can take a walk. Uh, We believe that is still safe, but maybe you should have a cover on your mouth, a scarf, uh, because that protects other people. And it's so important that not only do we protect ourselves and our families, but we're being thoughtful about our friends and our neighbors and our family and those that we have to come into contact with, even while we're sheltering in. Um, Today's podcast, I want to kick off this Monday motivation with a word about America's cancel culture, the cancel culture. And I want us to cancel cancel culture. You know, this virus, I believe after this is over, we're going to learn a lot about ourselves and a lot about one another. At least I pray that we do. And I think that one of the things that I see happening as I go out on my daily walk with my little group of women that walk, we all spread out six feet apart. We have our little mask on and, you know, we do our part to be safe, but we see a lot of families out walking, a lot of neighbors, excuse me, I'm going to take a sip of coffee. And we see a lot of people out and about uh, that you normally don't see. Neighbors are meeting neighbors that they've lived next to for years but didn't know even their names. Uh, People are sitting out in their back driveway or in their front driveway, depending on how your home is set up. 
and we see them spread six feet apart. They've got a fire pit in between, or maybe they've got a barbecue pit, and everybody's got their gloves on. And, and if it weren't so serious, it would be comical. But I see something happening, and I see fathers walking with their children. I see uh, mothers and fathers holding hands with their babies trailing behind them like little ducklings. And it's something that you don't see enough. And it tells me that this is bringing families closer. It's bringing human beings closer. It's becoming a way that we're learning that we are interdependent and not so independent. And and I think that there is a silver lining. And, you know, uh, many of you who follow me on social media, on my Twitter feed in particular, which is by far my biggest platform, Facebook, we have a good following, but my Twitter platform is verified as a personality and a pundit and a writer. I've got over 65,000 people that follow me on any given day. Some of the biggest brands in the world, some of the biggest companies, some of the biggest entertainment industries, Hallmark, you name it. And, you know, people follow what I say. And as someone in a position of responsibility and accountability, I need to always be mindful of what I'm tweeting. And Twitter's one of those platforms that you have to be careful about because you can get yourself in a lot of trouble because Twitter is so instantaneous and so fast that if you let your emotions run high, you get into a back and forth of debate, you're going to say something dumb or wrong or stupid. It's inevitable. And I've seen many of my peers get in trouble. I've avoided that for the most part over these last eight, 10 years, however long I've been on the platform. But last week I, uh, was watching a press conference. Um, the president was speaking. Um, like many, I was not happy with what I heard. I began to engage with one of my peers, also a, a pundit writer like myself, and he said something unkind, and I responded with something unkind. And people who follow me, and I'm grateful for this, immediately checked me and said, "Hey, that's not you. Don't say that. You know, that's I know that's not what you meant, but you need to clean it up." And particularly this one man, ironically, he works for TMZ. He's a senior producer. And he follows me and he mentioned this. He was the first one to call me on. He said, "Hey, Sophia, I follow you. I think you're great. You're a smart lady. So I know how you meant it. You grew up in the 80s like me. You used the word that we used back then all the time, but you can't use that word now because it offends special needs kids and kids with uh, special needs and families, and you just have to be mindful. And I immediately said, oh, my God, I would never think of that, but you're right. I'm going to pull the tweet down. I'm a, I apologize. I'm so sorry. But boy, oh, boy, there it went. There came out the Trump trolls and the MAGA trolls and the people who mean you harm. And there's this thing called the list that they have. And when they put you on the list, these bots swarm on you. It's literally like a swarm of drones, like a swarm of flies, like a swarm of bees that <clears throat> invade your Twitter feed. They, they went over to my Facebook page, my Instagram page, the most vile things you can imagine. We screenshot some of this because unfortunately people get really carried away. And they begin not just to say, hey, I disagree with you and I don't like what you said. They want to kill you. They want you to die. They want you to drown in your own blood with the coronavirus. One person actually went onto my Instagram and threatened the life of my 90-year-old grandmother. And, you know, again, we have screenshots about this. I did a, a video on this yesterday um, that you can see on my Twitter feed. Uh, I was on my Periscope platform uh, and I'm talking about it on the podcast today because it was so upsetting. And I think we've just reached a really ugly place where 
We don't just disagree, and I've said this before, we have to destroy one another. And folks, that's not America. That's not the best of us. That's not who we want to be, and that's not how our country's formed. I am all for free speech. I am all for saying what you want to say. I am all for expressing your opinion and for for a rigorous debate and 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 sometimes we need to have heated arguments with each other. It's like a family, you know, you're not always going to agree, but there should never ever ever be a moment where we attack someone's family. We attack someone and say we want them to die or we threaten their life or we threaten their family or we call them vile names and we try to get them canceled and we try to get them fired and we try to get them destroyed and we try to get them removed. There just should never be a time when we do that ever because that is not who we are and that is not what our founding fathers meant when they gave us freedom of speech. And these attacks on the press of which I'm a member calling us fake news guys if you attack the media how do you get your information if if you didn't have a media you couldn't have the coronavirus task force updates every day if you didn't have a media people couldn't get the the 15 um points that the president has to try to keep yourself from getting the coronavirus you wouldn't know what the governors were doing you know people that work in the media like myself We don't make a lot of money. Yeah, the anchors on the big networks do well, but there's a handful of them. We work for little money. I remember when I covered the White House, you could be at the White House all day. You had to bring your own food in. Um, It was thankless. Yeah, you're at the White House, so you're in awe all the time. But it's not sexy work, folks. It's not pretty and you don't get paid a lot and you have to check your sources and check them again and write and then edit and write again. And it is a tedious, difficult process. So at the end of the day, I'd like us to all really cancel this cancel culture. It's our young people have it. It's infected them like a virus, for lack of a better way to put it. I've learned it from my nieces watching what they tell me and about the bullying and the things that they're subject to and how people's game is to out you and destroy you and to make others hate you. You know, none of us is the sum of one of our actions. None of us. Uh, One tweet is never going to define me. It should never define anyone. One uh, bad post, one whatever it is that you do is not your whole life. In fact, we've allowed social media to become too much of our lives, and that's a mistake. So I really just wanted to get on today and encourage you that when you're on social media and I'm talking to me, be responsible. Think before you tweet because Twitter can get you in trouble. When you're on Facebook and you're on Instagram, you're thinking longer, right? You got to do a post so you're actually thinking about what you're saying. On Twitter, it's instantaneous gratification, both good and bad. I like to call them thumb thugs because the things that people write to me on Twitter, they would never say to me to my face. They would never say to me in the presence of my family or friends or any of that. They would never do it. You can be a coward when you're on social media. So I'm accountable for what I say. I am a public figure. I should be called on things when I don't get them right. I welcome that. I embrace it. I'm coachable. We never get better unless people challenge us. You know, correction is how we grow. So that's a good thing. But correct me. Don't try to crash me. Don't try to cancel me. Don't try to destroy me. Don't try to attack my character. Uh, That's not going to work. And I'm not going to tolerate that. I'm going to push back on those kind of things. And 
unfortunately, law enforcement has to get involved in these things. And then people wonder, well, why is this officer showing up at my home? Well, you threatened somebody's life on social media and you did it with your picture or a picture of you holding your child. I'm always amazed at what people will say with their picture and with their identity. It's simply mind boggling to the armies of hatred on either side of the political aisle, whether it's the alt-right or whether it's the extreme left, you guys need to grow up and stop it. You're ruining this country. You're destroying this country. Your filth, your anger, your venom is destroying this country. And it's also destroying you. Many of you, when I see your pictures and I, you know, and my security does a little research, a lot of people are people who are disenfranchised. Life hasn't been kind to you. Um, you know, as Bishop Jakes likes to say, I've never had a hater doing better than me. And boy, isn't that the truth. And I just want to say to those people, I know that you're suffering. I know that you feel left out. Maybe you've lost your job long before the virus hit. Maybe you're living in squalor and poverty, or maybe you're in some type of abuse or whatever, and you're just angry. And it makes you feel powerful to be able to attack someone who's got a position of power or media or in politics or whatever. It doesn't. It makes you look sad. It makes you a tragic human being. Listen, do what Mr. Rogers said. Be one of the helpers. Be one of the helpers. Be a helper. And that's really what you want to do in this life. You want to have an opportunity to bring good to others. Mom and I went to the food bank uh, the other day here locally, Loudon Hunger Relief. And uh, we took her to the doctor because we wouldn't have been out otherwise. And then we stopped at the grocery store. We got a list of things that they needed at the local pantry, at the local food bank. We bought the food. We took it. We hung out for a little while, helped to put some things in the bins and whatever. And it just felt good to help other people to know that we were blessing somebody, that we were covering others that might not eat otherwise. We're blessed. We have everything we need. We, Our money is fine. We're fine. So we want to be helpers. And I want to end this podcast today, this Monday Motivation, by simply telling you that wherever you can in this time where we're sheltered in, I want you to practice kindness. I want you to practice compassion. I want you to practice Uh, All the things that you really maybe haven't had time to do. Write the book you've wanted to write. Write in the journal. Uh, Start yoga in your basement. Uh, Exercise. Uh, Start getting those pounds off. All the things that you wanted to do that you didn't have time to do. Well, now you have time to do them. And spend some time thinking about how you being sheltered in. What can you do to virtually help your neighborhood, your community? What can you do when you go out to get your food and that for your kids? Can you do it for your neighbor? Can you help an elderly woman in the community? Maybe she needs a little financial support or whatever. Be one of the helpers. Don't engage in cancel culture. Cancel culture is destructive. It's mean. It's unkind because none of us deserves that. We're all just people. We're flawed. We got problems. We got issues. But at the end of the day, at our core, I believe we're good people. And I believe that there's goodness in all of us. And I believe at moments like this is when that goodness can rise and shine and inspire others. So On this Monday, God bless you and keep you. This is Holy Week. Be holy. Read the good book. Really think about Jesus's journey in that last week of his life. Like I said, this is Pastors and Politics Week. We're going to have on a number of pastors who are going to bring you a good word. And we're going to talk politics too. So God bless you, keep you, and God bless the United States of America.